You're listening to Minor Talk On Demand exclusively on 600 ESPN El Paso. Stay up to date with Minor Talk by downloading the free 600 ESPN El Paso mobile app. UTAP fans, it's time to get ready for Minor Talk with Adrian Brodus and Sal Montez. Minor Talk is presented by the Australia Agency. Seven locations across El Paso, celebrating 24 years of serving the Sun City and Legacy Wellness Center CBD. Call into the show at 880-5763 or tweet the show at 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter. Now, let's go live to the Lube and Go Studios with your host, Adrian Brodes. Welcome in. It's Minor Talk. Adrian Brodus along with Sal Montes. Shorter edition today after the Miners beat Northern New Mexico College. Make sure I get that right. Yeah. <laughs> A lot of ends in there. But they beat them today, 88-53. This is the last time that we're talking about a game uh, out of the NIA ranks for UTEP to face this year. Last game that probably won't count when you're talking about net ratings, Kempom ratings, all those kinds of things. But from now on out, uh, it is for real for UTEP basketball. They've got Pacific on Friday. They've got UC Riverside next Monday. They've got Florida A&M next Wednesday as part of the Gold turkey classic and no it's not an invitational no it's not a tournament style game uh it is just a classic i guess it's just uh something they're calling it um right before thanksgiving all three of those teams will take uh, on each other uh throughout next week but let's talk about tonight's game miners empty out their bench uh you see a lot of different players tonight it was 88 53 a complete killing by the miners in this one i was very impressed because um it was at one point where you know joe golding he huddled every everybody in in uh he didn't like the urgency that the team was showing he was upset and fire and he got pretty fired up and pretty much said hey don't play everybody's playing for themselves right now play for one another play for each other right now and after that UTEP won on a 16 to 1 run um and they pretty much distanced themselves from um the Eagles in this game you let this one we've got to talk a lot about the bench we we can definitely talk about the newcomers that we saw coming off the bench we could talk about the guys who are trying to crack the rotation we could talk about all of that here on minor talk 8805763 telephone number to get into the show 600 ESPN El Paso also on Twitter and online at 600 ESPN El Paso.com tweets to get to for today we've got um calls to get to as well which we're looking forward to um we're, we're going to keep this one a little abbreviated because we know that um UTEP, you know, in this game, it was, let, let's be honest, this was a gimme for the Miners. This was a cupcake, it, game, was yeah. a cupcake game for them. This was a chance for them to get that final tune-up game. They were working the post a lot. That's what I noticed is, hey, they really want to work inside. They want to show off their forwards. They want to see what they have inside. And we saw it tonight. We saw it from uh, Jamal Bienemy, who led the team with 15 points. We saw it from Titus Verhoeven, who was very efficient in scoring tonight. Six of eight, 12 points, seven 
rebounds, and then uh, two turnovers, one assist in 21 minutes of starting action. Sule Boom scored in double figures, 10 points today. You had uh, Alfred Hollins, who fouled out in this game, but scored 11 points. He also uh, went into double figures. But Sal, this one was an opportunity for the Miners to showcase their bench and see what they have uh, beyond their starters. Yeah, and also a way for the guys uh, coming off the bench to, to put on a show and let Coach Golding and company know, hey, you know what? I could also get into another game if you'd like me to. I mean, I mean, that's I, right. I think that's something big right there. But um, something that that really stood out to me, uh, and I'm going to talk about the rebounding. Of course, they out rebound Northern New Mexico, 41 to 23. Nice. And and I know a lot of people were harping on the rebounding for this team over the uh, previous two games, like me. And, and I understand it. People mention how they're undersized, but I remember the Miners going up against the Southern Miss team, whose tallest man I think was like six eight a couple years ago, and they were one of the better rebounding teams, or they would get the best of uh, the opposition in a rebounding match. So one thing that Coach Golding said after the game in regards to rebounding, he says, you know what, we want to be better, but at the end of the day, it's just an attitude thing. you got to go get the ball. And, you know, just kind of hearing what Coach Golding has been saying throughout the offseason, his uh, – throughout the coaches' shows, post-game and pre-game interviews. Attitude is something big. So that's why I have confidence that this team is going to be able to battle when it comes to the boards because if it comes down to who wants it more – that's an attitude thing right there, and you could tell that this team is adopting his attitude pretty quickly. You're, you're right, Sal, and I, I feel like going into this one, it's hard to get up for. This is one of those games yeah. where, man, you know, it's in November. Everybody's kind of feeling themselves. They're off the loss against New Mexico State, looking ahead to Pacific, getting ready for that road trip mentally. They've got Classic this week. They've got, um, you know, just their everyday lives that are going on. Yeah. And then they got Northern New Mexico College coming into town. Hard to get up for this one. And, and you saw it in shoot around it was just you know that you saw it in the first 10 minutes they came out sluggish I didn't like the defensive urgency from them yeah. I also thought that offensively they were just kind of all over the place Joe Golding grounds them following a Jeremy Cox uh, led uh, timeout where he just called a quick play Joe Golding pretty much you know like I said I, I just mentioned it he said we're playing too much um, for ourselves we need to play as one we need to play as a collective and Sal it hit me today that is more important than ever for this UTEP men's basketball team because they don't have a set rotation they don't have your set seven guys who are going to play time after time you have to be comfortable going seven to ten deep and knowing whoever's on the court is going to try to you know benefit you at some now of course they have roles right let's let's be honest uh Jamal Biennemi mm-hmm. has a role of being the point guard Sule Boom is your shooting guard Keontae Kennedy is kind of your stretch wing you also have Titus Vera who's always going to play low in the post but when you mix guys in and out the the in-betweener guys like Rodney Terry used to say the tweeners you know you have guys like Alfred Hollins who kind of plays a four he could play a little three sometimes they ask him to go bigger at times Uh, but point is and Bonky Maring who could play a four or five he could switch and, and you know defend he could also play outside on the perimeter you're seeing a lot of different guys showcased and now it's up to Joe Golding and staff to get that to 10, right? I mean, he said yeah. he wants to try to get around 8, 9, to, 10, yeah. but may, it's it's got to be around 10. And we're going to see it on the road this weekend against Pacific. We're going to see it next Monday against UC Riverside, and we'll see it Wednesday against Florida A&M. So I'm curious to see who cracks that 10. 
Yeah, me too. Really, really interested to see that. And, and something that, that really popped into my mind, nothing that I heard him say or anything, but just my own thought. Um, you know, when, when we talk about basketball, there are positions, right? Point guard, shooting all the way through the five. Um, so there's position in that regard. But I think another thing that he's preaching is position in the other term. And what I mean is, what is your position on the floor? Where are you at? Are you able to make a play in that instance? So I think he's really trying to, you know, have the guys be able to make plays any spot that they're on on the floor at that time so he, he said it earlier it's all about making plays and who's going to be a playmaker at that point in time I think that when you're talking about guys who are going to crack the 10 I'm going to tell mm. you one guy who's cracking the 10 Kevin Kalu making oh, his first man. start tonight how about that Sal you know what uh you're kind of late to no I'm just kidding I'm late to your party <laughs> yeah I'm all in on the on the no Kalu we're both coin. in on it you, you joined this Crypto you joined Kev Kalu coin we we uh we bought in he was like this uh stock <laughs> he was doge right now he was point zero zero two we we bought into this early on and the the stock keeps going up it, it's going up and today it shot up and so we reaped the benefits because we bought low. We bought in on the first night, and we thought, <laughs> "Wow, this guy's fun." We were yep. day one. We were day one on Kevin Kalu. So uh, I'm I'm fired up about him. I'm happy he got the start. Uh, I'm also happy just the way players interact with him. Like they kind of take him under his wing. Today, you, you know, two of the leaders on this team, Titus Verhoeven and yeah. Sule Boom. Those are the two you know seasoned vets. Jamal Bienemy, you could throw him in the mix with that as well. But you see Sule Boom talking. To Everybody, he's talking to Bonky Maring. He's he's hyping him up. He's talking to Christian Agnew when he plays. You know, just what two three minutes in the first half, and then plays a lot of the second half. But he's hyping him up and saying, "Hey, yeah. you know, uh, stay stay uh, stay ready. You know, be ready and, and stuff like giving him words of encouragement." Same with the younger guards like Emmanuel White, uh, Kezajifa. Like he's he's talking to these guys, but. He literally sits right next to Kevin Kalu throughout the whole game, and they're just talking, and that's yeah. a great thing right there, Sal. This kid, Kevin Kalu, he's what, nine, 18 maybe, yeah. maybe 19 at couple most? Years, a couple years more than his uh, rebounding average. Yeah, there you go. Exactly right there. And this guy has a motor. You you heard yeah. it from Joe Golding, but man, he can go both ways. I always appreciate I, I'll just fixate on Kevin Kalou for stretches, especially this game. This is a game where you can do a lot of things like that. So I'm watching Kevin Kalou and he sprints up and down the court and he's a fat he's the first one there on both ends. I mean, he's the type of guy if the basket goes in on one end, he's sprinting on the other end. He's getting ready to go for that yeah. other end end of the floor. And he always tries to be involved on offense. This guy's moving around the place. He's not stagnant. He doesn't. He just. He doesn't just stay in one place on the low post. He's constantly moving, trying to get something to work. And then, as soon as the shot goes up, this man crashes the rebounds. I feel like. I feel like they're throwing him out in the starting rotation is more of a hey, great job so far. You've done a nice. You've done a nice uh, job with this team. But I also think. And this might be a hot take, man, but I think he Uh really has a chance to crack this starting lineup. I really do. Down the line. It's not going to happen tomorrow. It's not going to happen in December or even January. But when you talk about conference play and you need a consistent rebounder Mm -hmm. night after night, Kevin Kalou might be that guy. It's a stretch, but he might be that guy. You know what? They have a consistent rebounder right now, but I'll I'll tell you what I think is the problem is that this guy is not in a – the proper spot to be that guy when it comes to position 
Not the second part of the position I was talking about last time, but actual position, and that's Keontae Kennedy. This is a guy. I think think he led the team in rebounding last year. Um, But, I mean, you want a big to be your your leading rebounder. So I think he might crack the starting rotation, but in terms of him just being the best rebounder on the team. Yeah, that, that's a great call, and he could be the mo- most pure rebounder as there far as go. the yeah. front as far as the front court. And hey, Titus Verhoeven, he has he can do it as well. He's a rebound. He could get rebounds whenever he wants. So uh, he's somebody else you could also look in the mix. I think it's interesting to note. But uh, we'll open up the phone lines right now at eight eight zero five seven six three. That's the telephone number to get into minor talk. We're also at six hundred ESPN El Paso on Twitter and online at six hundred ESPN El Paso dot com. Miners thrash Northern New Mexico, uh, Northern New Mexico College in this game. This was 88 to 53. The Miners topped the Eagles in a uh, dominant fashion. We're presented by the Oscar Arieta Agency. Just getting started today. If you want to weigh in, give us a call right now at 880-5763 as we continue here on Miner Talk, presented by the Oscar Arieta Agency, only on 600 ESPN El Paso. It's time to believe in El Paso. I'm Matt Keats from Keats Southwest. Our family opened Keats Manufacturing in Wheeling, Illinois in 1958. In 1994, we opened Keats Southwest, a trusted partner in manufacturing small metal stampings, wire forms, and assemblies. And today, we deliver the best precision metal components for business throughout the world, all made here in El Paso. Keats Southwest, strong in El Paso and El Paso Strong. Learn more about Keats Southwest at KeatsSW.com. Words like history and tradition are used to describe the UTEP basketball team. With roots in El Paso, the Oscar Arietta Agency is built on these principles too. At the Oscar Arietta Agency, we are proud El Pasoans. With a trusted history for over 24 years in our community, trust us for your home, auto, or life insurance needs. Request a free proposal today at OscarArietaAgency.com. Seven locations across El Paso from the west side to Fabens. The official insurance agent of the UTEP Miners. Go Miners! As you prepare to touch down in Dallas, you realize you've won the Dallas Cowboys touchdown flyaways. KLAQ presents free trips to every Dallas Cowboys home game. You could be flying away to Dallas with round trip airfare for two, game tickets, hotel, plus $100 spending money. The Dallas Cowboys touchdown flyaways. Register now at all five comfort zone locations. All three Yes We Do Family Hair Centers. Legacy Wellness CBD. On Red Road. All seven Oscar Arrieta All-State Agency locations. Tortuga Sports Lounge. On Shadow Mountain. Chase the Northeast on Gateway South and West. North Desert at Mesa. Upper Valley Urgent Care Center. Next to Adventure Zone. Taco Level Cops. On Zaragoza. Burger Bros. 9300 Acer. Off Fine Count at I-10. And Border City Alehouse. 1506 Lee Trevino. Prescott. He runs to a pylon. He runs it in. Touchdown. The Dallas Cowboys touchdown flyaways. Sign up before December 9th to see the Cowboys host the Washington football team Sunday, December 26th. Celebrate with Miller Lite. The only beer of the Dallas Cowboys. Full details at KLAQ.com. 600 ESPN El Paso and 95.5 KLAQ present UTEP Football 2021. Hi, this is Adrian Broaddus with Sal Montes. This season, you'll hear a mix of UTEP football games live on KLAQ and 600 ESPN El Paso. Final home game of the season, Saturday, November 20th against Rice. And after the game, get ready for minor talk. Only on 600 ESPN El Paso. Longhorn Distributing is where the pros shop for their cleaning and detail supplies and cleaning equipment for over 27 years. Howdy, Lauren Hodges, owner of Longhorn Distributing, inviting you to our store at 55 
16 East Paisano, just two blocks south of I-10, to see the wide variety of products on display. Most of our chemicals are concentrated, so you can adjust to your need to make the product and your money go farther. Check out our Hotsey pressure washers as well and other cleaning equipment, all on display at Longhorn Distributing in the middle of El Paso. Download the 600 ESPN El Paso mobile app now. Get all the latest in UTEP sports, UTEP athletic interviews, ESPN programming, and more. Touchdown! It's free, thanks to United Bank. All right, welcome back to Minor Talk. He's Sal Montes. I'm Adrian Bradis. Together, we bring you Minor Talk after every UTEP men's basketball game. Our telephone number is 880-5763. That's the telephone number to get into the program. 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter and online 600 ESPN El Paso.com. Our man Par Marmalejo tweets the show. Get the word out, guys. Our community needs new socks. Hashtag WTG UTEP. Great point, Paul. Let's talk about it right now. It's that time of year. Basketball season started. The UTEP Student Athlete Advisory Committee for their first ever sock drive. It's happening tomorrow, November 16th. And uh, th- well, actually, it happened tonight uh, with the Northern New Mexico College, but it's taking place also tomorrow. UTEP women's basketball takes on New Mexico State. UTEP wants the dawn filled with not only basketball cheers, but also holiday cheer as well. And this is their part in the sock drive that they're having tomorrow. That's right. They'll be at the men's and women's basketball games. They'll be at the women's basketball game tomorrow. And by the way, Battle of I-10, women's basketball, that's going to be a lot of fun against the Aggies. This is a chance to collect new socks, not used new socks, all sizes, all donations will be given to those in need around the city of El Paso. Um, And of course, the women will battle New Mexico State tomorrow, 7 o'clock tip-off. That's a huge initiative by uh, the UTEP Student Athlete Advisory Committee. I believe uh, Titus Verhoeven is a member of this uh, of this committee. I believe they have a lot of representation across all of this uh, of the athletics yeah, right now. Mm-hmm. And uh, Sal, a great initiative and a great game tomorrow too. It just gives everybody that extra excuse to go out tomorrow to the dawn. Yeah, multiple reasons. If you go want to see the UTEP goat Katia Gallegos and company, definitely do so. Love but, it. Uh, but also. With um with, with this uh, information that we're sharing, I believe Gavin Hardison was part of it last year as well. And nice, um, he, he threw the ball. I think like something seventy eight yards. I may be wrong. If you have the proper information, correct me. I'm just going off the info from uh, from the broadcast guys, but. Yeah, I, I think he threw something like 78, so nice. Miner's able to give away, too. That's pretty awesome. So all you have to do tomorrow is go to the east entrance. That's the east entrance at the UTEP women's basketball game, and then they're collecting new socks at there. The, the Student Athlete Advisory Committee will be outside the east entrance all the way up until the end of the first quarter. So that's something to know for tomorrow's women's basketball game at the Don Haskins Center and uh, – and we'll talk a little bit more about that as we continue here on Minor Talk. We're presented by the great people at the Oscar Arieta Agency. They've got seven locations across El Paso from the west side of Fabens. You can contact the Oscar Arieta Agency today for home, 
auto, or life insurance needs. I just saw Oscar today. He's a big supporter of the Miners himself. Just saw him courtside at the men's basketball game. Take it from a locally owned insurance company like the Oscar ID at the agency. There's a reason they've helped thousands of El Pasoans with their insurance needs, and there's a reason they've been around for over 24 years. That's the Oscar ID at the agency. Learn more at OscarIDAtTheAgency.com. Also, we're, we're going to bring you our awards for later on in the show. It's our hot hand of the game brought to you by Wind Supply El Paso, our player of the game brought to you by Keats Southwest. So stay tuned today on the show. 8805763, telephone number to get in, 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter. Sal, I'm, I'm throwing out a, a proposition for you. All right. We're going to come up with our 10-man rotation so far of Ooh. what we know. And, okay. um, and I, I need to answer a question that came off Twitter. This is coming from ATYYY8. Why didn't Sibley play? Great question. This yeah. is exactly why. He missed shoot-around. According to uh, Voice of the Miners, John Teicher, he missed shoot-around today. Joe Golding didn't play him. He was right next to the coaching staff the entire game. He was uh, suited out but did not play, and uh, that's why he got the DNP. Uh, Coach Golding holding guys accountable, Sal, and that's uh, that's what we're he- hearing from uh, with the absence of Jamari Sibley today. Hey, you missed yeah. shoot-around, you, you oversleep or something like that, you know, you can't make this one, man. Yeah, no exceptions. I, I mean, that that's pretty much what it comes down to. Coach Golding and trying to instill a type of uh, philosophy and culture. But also uh, within that, though, is basic, um, you know, basic rules, I guess. You know, it's yeah. it's pretty simple. I, I don't know what more to make of it, to be honest. No, that's exactly mm-hmm. it. And, hey, he do, he wants to maintain a, you know, structure when it comes to his team. He wants go. to maintain mm-hmm. all these different things. And he can, he's got to start off on the right foot. So, hey, credit to Joe Golding for, you know, being on top of his players and stuff like that. And for Jamari Sibley, you just hope that he, uh, you know, gets his head in there and uh, and he gets back into the game. He looked very yeah. active on the bench. It wasn't like he was sulking. He wasn't like, wasn't like he had bad body language he was active in the game he it looked like he assumed responsibility knew exactly what he did wrong uh, I would expect if he has a good day of practice tomorrow I would expect Jamari Sibley to be very active when it comes to that Pacific game uh, they'll need him for that off the bench but uh, going over to another tweet this is coming from King Eric on Twitter this is a uh, Coming from King Eric at 17 King Eric, I'm really liking this new version of Jamal Biennemi. He's creating more shots for himself and others. I thought Bonky would be that guy to fill the big man role, but it's looking like it might be Kalu. This season is definitely going to be interesting. It still could be Bonky. Let's be honest, man. And in fact, I would say that the front runner to get that uh, starting forward job is Bonky Maring. And he's somebody who could stretch um, outside the wing. He's also somebody who could shoot from the outside, as we saw today. Today he was like two for two from three point range all up until uh, the end of this one where he he bricked one. But uh, Bonky is somebody who just needs to get just a little bit more aggressive off the glass. That's all. I'm, that's my wish list for Bonky Maring. If I could ask him to do anything more, just be a little bit more aggressive on the glass. Three rebounds today, two on the offensive side. So you see the urgency right there. Hey, I want to grab an offensive rebound. Hey, I want to score right there. I like it. I like it a lot, man. Um, but here's my big but. I 
I want Bonke to be a better rebounder moving forward. Uh, I You can say the same thing about somebody like Alfred Hollins, although I, I don't think it's necessarily off the glass for Hollins. Mm-hmm. I think the Oregon State transfer needs to be just a little bit better on defense. He's just a little lost when it comes to defense, and I think he'll get better. I really do. I think he will adjust. I think he will understand exactly what it takes to be a better defender down the stretch, and I, I like Alfred Hollins in the long run. In fact, I wouldn't be surprised to see him take that starting forward job when it's all said and done, Sal. Yeah, you know what? He definitely has the talent. It's right there. Um, but but when I think of uh, rebounding for these guys, that's really – when it comes to defense, there, there's two different ways that, that a possession can be good, or, or three different ways, rather. One um, – and I'll get to my point last, but one is you uh, you force a shot clock, which is amazing. That's, sure. That's probably number one, right? I like that. Um, number two, I guess, would be uh, forcing a turnover in live action, so getting to move on a fast break. But the third one, it, it ends with the most important thing if you're able to, uh, to force a stop, but completing that is getting the rebound. So playing solid defense as this team does so far, far um that's that's the other half of the equation when it comes to to that defense so i mean we might see more uh, terrible shots by the opponent that the miners are, are forcing for them and it could result in some more rebounds. So I wouldn't be surprised to see some of these numbers jump up just a little bit. On those same lines, because I'm glad you brought mm-hmm. defense up, late in the game, how do you how do you stay awake when you're beating a team by uh, as much as they were beating them? How do you stay <laughs> active? How do you stay alert? How do you stay pretty much awake when you're in the game and not kind of just go through the motions? Remember, Miner's largest lead was by 35 points with three minutes to go in the second half. How do you continue when you're up almost 40 against the team well uh coach golden calls a timeout they they start going through a little bit of a lull late in the game and he calls a timeout and says hey we're at 19 right now meaning turnovers we're at 19 turnovers let's get to 25 let's get let's force 25 turnovers in this game and he challenged his team down the stretch and they got to that mark yeah that was a really cool thing to see right there and i i don't know i kind of like the fact that golding incorporates stats to challenge his players in timeouts i think that um some would argue against that like why oh, why are you harping on stats or why are you even look at the stat sheet i think it's important i think the stat sheet also almost tells you different things as a head coach and it helps re-emphasize certain problems that you're having uh in the game so I think yeah. that's a big thing you heard Steve join us um, on mm-hmm. on Saturday mentioned the field goal percentage yeah and you know what I, I think it brings more to the game other than just hey go out there and score more points than the other team because it's not a one-size-fits-all thing at the end of the day sure the points is right but when when you're going up against a different team night in and night out there are different areas of the game that you're going to have to attack and excel at so if you can make a game within the game uh, I mean see it's easy to say this after a win of course but uh, in this specific case if you can make a game within the game and have something else to look forward to other than let's score more points than the other team well you just said it right now when you're up by 19 plus you already know it's pretty much a wash how can you stay alert how can you stay awake all right forget this many points let's go after this many stats because they're not going to be able to score if we're taking the ball away Exactly. Mm-hmm. I, I'm with you 100% on that. 880 That's our telephone number to get into the show. 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter, where you could check in just like Cesar Cubillos, my man. Loving how Verhoeven is becoming a bigger presence in the paint. Really personable with fans and other organizations on campus, too. The technical was a bit weak, but oh well. Looking forward to the rest of the season. Good to see you today in Zach's. This is coming from Cesar Cubillos on Twitter. Hey, I'm with him, man. 
And I like the fact that Titus is somebody who's a leader on and off the court. He's a leader in these student, um, you know, these different student activities that go on on campus. He's somebody who interacts with fans. Titus is just an everyday guy, and that's why I like him as a person a lot. I think he needs to just get a little bit more of like a, you know, no nonsense, no disappointment, just just mm-hmm. like this almost like animal mentality once the the season starts amping up. Like, how are, how are you going to have that animal mentality in this game? I, I get it. But I want him to go on the road in Pacific and show up in front of his, basically his hometown, because that's, that's right around the place where he lives. And I'm curious to see how many fans will be there to see Titus. I know that his, his uh, you know, his family will be there for sure. I know how excited they'll be to see him. Uh, but I'm excited to see Titus moving forward. If he could be a 10 10-point-a-game score for the Miners down the stretch. That'll help them uh, big time. I just want to see him rebound more, but we saw what we needed to today from Titus. 12 points, 7 mm-hmm. rebounds in 21 minutes. And you know what? Correct me if I'm wrong, but are the Miners undefeated when he scores in double digits? Good point. Yeah, I mean, he scored te- double digits in Western New Mexico. So yeah, good point. Yeah, that's exactly right. So I want to see more of the offense from Titus, too. And he did it from the free throw line when he need, when he needs to as well the, earlier this year. But he was 6 of 8 from the floor. Very, very efficient. Uh, this coming from Joe Chacon on Twitter. He's checking in, my man. Uh, it may just be me, but when Satterfield and Maring are both on the court together, they seem to be they seem to be more aggressive style of play. Hashtag, I, or I like it. Hashtag minor talk. Hashtag repping from Cali now. This is coming from Joe Chacon on Twitter. Um, I would say this. When Satterfield came off the bench at the, in the first place, you could tell he was just chomping at the bit. And there was a super cool story uh, you know, to go in on the backside of this game. Joe Satterfield Jr., he plays for Northern New Mexico College. This is really cool because he got a chance to play against Jarrell Satterfield, his his brother. And uh, you know, Jarrell, he drained a bunch of threes in this game. Oh, and and he, he uh, had a really nice uh, outing. Joe Satterfield had two points today. He had two turnovers. Turnovers and he had uh, just one rebound. I, I would say the winner of the Satterfield brothers went to Jarrell, who had six points today off the bench, 16 minutes of action, and also had uh, two rebounds in this game as well, Sal. Yeah, Satterfield is a guy who got hot early on as well, not not only just with the shot making, but being active all over the court, which is something that uh, Coach Golding is really liking. You know, we were just talking about guys cracking that uh, 10. I think he's already in there, but really, um, uh, yeah, uh, and I, I think this will help keep him in it. And I'll say this. Part two, it's easy to say this after a win, but just kind of that that energy, that sense of urgency, even in a game against a team like Northern New Mexico, if you can kind of uh, retain that all game, um, you know, it's good for for basically the energy of the whole team. Okay, let's do it. Let's do the exercise. I have mine already. Yeah. Okay, you already have yours. Okay, yeah. I'm, I'm going to reel you off. Uh, let, let's do this slowly so then we can we can keep everybody uh, with us. So, okay. again, what we're going to do is we're going to get our t- our 10 guys in the rotation for UTEP moving forward. These are the 10 after three games that we've seen who UTEP could look toward as their 10 to play. Now, I actually think it might be nine, eight or nine when it's all said and done. You might not see that 10th guy come off the bench as much. Possible, he might be that. Yeah. yeah, he might be that if need be guy. So let's go off the easy ones, right? Sule Boom, Titus Verhu. Christian Agnew, Jamal Bienemy, Keontae Kennedy. Everybody good with that? You all, you're good with that one, Sal. Yeah, Those so, are all returners coming back from last yeah, year. Yeah, so I have them in my top ten, but not in the starting five. Okay, so who do you have in your starting? Well, 
Okay, uh, let, let's go with those guys. Who do you have not right. in the starting five there? So not in the starting five, it is Agnew. Agnew. Okay, yeah. understandable. I'm with you on that one right there. I think Agnew is better off the bench for the minors. I think that would be probably their best bet. It's a big spark plug. Yeah. yeah, and and Kennedy didn't play. You heard from uh, Joe Golding after the the show or after the game today. Joe Gold, um, excuse me, Keontae Kennedy did not start today, and the only reason he didn't start was he actually got a little injured against Western New Mexico mm-hmm. a week right. a week from uh, uh actually it was a week ago today where he got a little banged up. It was a hard fall nothing to be alarmed of like we heard after the game you know even that New Mexico State game he wasn't missing much so he was he was pretty active in that game very active in that game I should say Uh, and then Keontae Kennedy in this one hey didn't practice yesterday hey not going to start in this game but comes off the bench and plays pretty nice for the minors Uh, nine points today uh, eight total rebounds again leads the minors in rebounding in 20 minutes of actions also three steals um, he did not lead the minors in steals it was actually Bonky who led the minors in steals with four uh, but we'll talk we'll, we'll leave Christian Agnew off the starting lineup I'm it, I agree with you so now we can look at Jamal Bienemy, mm-hmm. Sule Boom and then Keontae Kennedy as the three starters right there along with Titus Verhoeven good with that yeah I'm good with that okay let's go forward let's let's move a little forward let's get our next batch of guys okay i'm gonna throw one name at you and you say yes or no bonky Maring, does he crack that top 10 list yes mm-hmm. yeah he does yeah he does and i wonder if we're gonna see another another game where he only plays two minutes like he played against uh new mexico state if that was just matchup based if they thought no we're, he's not ready to go out there yet if they were saving him for that next game that they have at home i don't know what that was but uh i'm curious to see if we see another game with bonky only play two minutes like he did against the aggies yeah and you know what i think practices become different once the season is already underway because you you know what you have after seeing them in live action so although it wasn't many minutes against new mexico state I doubt to see him play two minutes in a in a game where the seeding might be separated by maybe two, three games against a team, hy- hypothetical, I guess, Western or, yeah. or possibly, um, uh, let's see, maybe UAB, something like that. Yeah, sure. And I think it will be matchup-based with every lineup. I, I think now you're seeing that from Joe Golding. He likes to mix it up uh, every single game. I'll also Okay, so next one. Next one. You ready for this one? I'm going to throw a tough one at you. Okay. Jamari Sibley, does he crack it? Yes. Yes, he does. On my list, I have him too. Jamari Sibley, he cracks the list. He didn't make today's game. He did not play. But uh, I expect him to be right back in the mix uh, as early as the next game against Pacific. I'm I'm curious to see how he progresses because, you know, he was our hot hand recipient uh, in that New Mexico State game. I'm excited for Jamari Sibley's growth as the year continues. Let's let's move on to the next one. Or do you have anything to add on Sibley? There, uh, just uh, in the small sample size that we have, the efficiency has been impressive. I like it. Yeah, for, for a team whose offense uh, throughout the past couple of years, albeit this is a new uh, coaching staff this season, um, the the offensive efficiency has not really been there. So if you could get any sort of that, that's going to bode well. Really throughout throughout the rest of the team. I think now looking at this, Sal, getting to nine is very easy. I think once you look at that tenth, is it's tough. And let, let's keep going through this as we as we. Where continue. are we at? We're, we're right going now. To eight or nine? I, I think we're right now at. Let's go. Let's see. One, two. We got <laughs> one, two, three. I know four, five, uh, six, seven. Okay, so we're at eight. So this person will be our eighth guy. It's Alfred Hollins, right? 
I mean, Alfred Hollins, Oregon State transfer. He scores today mm-hmm. 11 points, double figures. He has to be that eighth guy, right? Yeah, because he has the experience as well. This is a guy who comes over and has that, that big-time experience. I, I just mentioned that. But for him to go into a league that is tough, although it is a one-bid league, when you can have any sort of that around you, it helps everybody out. Okay, our ninth guy has to be Kevin Kalou, right? I, I mean, are you leaving him off this 10-man rotation? You know what's funny, Adrian? I actually have him at, guess. You have him at 10? Nope. 11? No, I have him in there. Oh, you ha- okay, so he- you ranked this. Like, yeah, number I ranked one, it. Uh-huh. You have him in the starting. That's right. Wow. I love it, Sal. I love, I love the encouragement right there. <laughs> nice, man. I'm all in, baby. Wow. I love it, man. I love it so much. Okay. I'm in, too. I, I like Kevin Kalou. He's he's in for me. I think he's uh, he's going to crack this rotation. I think – how about this one, Sal? All right. It's going to be harder not to play Kevin Kalou in games. You have to because we talk about just that, uh, that nose for the ball. You know, you need a vacuum around the rim – I mean, no disrespect to anybody else on this team, but if there is a guy, if there was a completion percentage of rebounding or, or or getting the possession for your team, I think that he would lead the team in that stat. Him alongside Keontae Kennedy. Oh, I love that. I love that a lot there, Sal. Okay, so we've got nine. This is the tough one because I'm gonna just I'm gonna reel off okay. some candidates for you. The number ten spot for this rotation, and you know this could also be like n- number eleven. Okay, ready for this. Okay, we've got Keza Jifa. You have Emmanuel White, two guards who could crack yeah. this rotation for sure. Uh, you have also in the mix Zarek Onyema, and you have Jarrell Satterfeld. Those are the four players who could tech- who could definitely crack mm-hmm. that number 10 spot. They could end up being in that 10 spot. This is tough. I, I think we- – oh, let- let's go through each guy. So with Keza Jifa, you get somebody who's a – ball handler who can really cook up some offense who is very raw in his style but is a speedster he gets all around the court Mm -hmm. Emmanuel White he's a knockdown scorer I I don't know if you're putting up just pure scoring abilities if you're putting uh Emmanuel White there and Jarrell Satterfield it's very tough to see who's better in pure scoring Jarrell Satterfield today he could shoot that three he had a pair of three-pointers today six points and uh and of course in 16 minutes of action uh he also had a, a one assist in this game this is a tough one. Zarek Onyema, can we cross him off this mix? You know what? I love Onyema, but uh, I'll say this. I think it depends on how that game is going, who's in foul trouble early, sure, and who do you need out there at a certain spot. You know, if if you have bigs in foul trouble early, I think we could see more Onyema, but if you have some of your guards out, let's say uh, Christian Agnew gets into foul trouble early, we might see some of the two guys that we're talking about. Yeah, I'm with you on that. So I'm going to cross off Onyema on my list. Me too. As, as the number 10 i'm gonna man this is tough i i can make an argument for all these three tell me who you have i have satterfield uh, i have jerrell satterfield uh just seeing that that efficiency today just him catching fire early on you saw it rubbed off on everybody else and recency bias because although emmanuel white did finish the game with four turnovers just the way he was able to move around on the court was impressive as well He's silky. Just be able to get from one spot to the other. And you mentioned ball handling. Uh, Can we say this, too? Outside of Jamal Biennemi, who do you trust with the basketball in their hands to run the offense? Kese Jifa. 
I do. There it is. I do. And I that was my 10th. I wrote him down as my number 10. Mm, nice. I didn't think he had the eye-popping stats. I don't think he's somebody who you could play right away. I think he's very raw, and I think when conference play starts, you're really going to see him improve and show mm-hmm. show his improvement down the line. Um, I like Satterfield too, though. I'm, I'm not out on Satterfield one bit. I think he could be that wing. So the same way Jiffa can come off the bench for Biennemi, Satterfield could come off the bench for Keontae Kennedy and yeah. be that wing for the minors. So it's tough. And Emmanuel White could be that scorer off the bench for Sule. I mean, all of these guys have talent. It'll be interesting to see at what point they'll come into the game. But I do think that these guys aren't just on the team because they can do something. No. I I think they're on the team because Coach Golding has a plan for them whenever that situation presents itself. I'm with you. I have also just found out today. Did you know this? Jamal Biennemi and Emmanuel White have been best friends since they were like in eighth grade. No way. Isn't that crazy? That's interesting. Well, we yeah. knew they, they went to the same uh, high school. Yeah. At, at, I think it was like Tompkins, Katie Tompkins uh, High School in, in East Texas. But point is, That's right. they were yeah, like, they, the yeah, they were like uh, best. They were like best friends growing up. So well, pretty wasn't cool there someone else on the team? Christian Sholin. Sholin. There we go. Okay. Yeah, most definitely. Last year, yeah. Okay, so we got our 10. I feel okay about the 10. How do you feel? I like it. Uh, You know how else I feel? Speaking of 10, let's pause 10 seconds for station identification. You're listening to Minor Talk on 600 ESPN El Paso. Streaming worldwide through the 600 ESPN El Paso mobile app. 600 ESPN El Paso is KROD El Paso, a Town Square media station. That was so smooth, Sal. Great job there as Minor Talk continues. We're presented by the Oscar Arieta Agency, 880-5763. That's our telephone number to get in, 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter, where we've got one question. This is coming from Steven Ariola on Twitter. Our guy, sorry if this is a repetitive question, but just joining how do you rate Golding, I think he says, uh, versus Terry as a basketball coach? You excited still? Hashtag minor talk. Okay. I would say this is how I would I would differentiate the two. I think Joe Golding is somebody who uh, is surrounding himself by guys who – really know the game of basketball. Like, for example, Jeremy Cox really knows the game of basketball. He's drawing up plays during timeouts. He's coaching up bigs during timeouts. Earl Boinkins is also coaching up the guards mm-hmm. and trying to structure the different offense, calling different offensive sets uh, in the mid, in mid-game. in Joe Golding brings the intensity. Joe Golding is um, the director. He is kind of orchestrating everything around there. He's calling out lineups. He's he's subbing guys in and out. He's uh, firing up. He, he gets fired up he calls different things left and right and I think his in-game adjustments are a little bit better than what we've seen from Terry I also think with Terry you're getting a dom you're getting somebody who can recruit lights out he can get big names he can uh, have those kind of relationships and bring them here to El Paso that's where Terry's biggest strengths were so I would say that's how I would compare the two but when you're talking pure basketball on the court I feel really good about Golding getting the most out of his current players right now I really do I feel good about that I don't know about the long term 
I don't know if he'll be able I don't know about the recruiting I think this is just going to be something that we have to continue to evaluate moving forward I think the excitement's there and I also think that the fans are definitely behind Joe Golding and he's behind the fans I mean he's really animated he's always out there he's thankful of fans and stuff like that so uh, I appreciate his approach I think it's genuine I don't think I think he genuinely wants to make all these players better and have them play as a team I think it's just about having the team buy into what he's trying to coach and that sounds so cliche I know I know yeah. it, you know it's I know it's what one you of those mean, cliche things but here's one of my buy-in uh, examples so I could be more concrete with this one of the things that really needs to uh, be solidified is that defense and it's a tough defense to commit to when you're on this UTEP basketball team because Again, you face guard um, your your opponent. You guard them almost face to face, almost like a cornerback, like a safety. Yeah. You're not necessarily playing like, oh, I'm going to help out. I'm helping out with my man. Yeah, sure, the help will come with the forwards. The forwards are the guys who adjust, but the defense is something that these guys have to be committed to. In timeouts, Joe Golding will get on his guys and say, commit to the defense, commit to the playing style. You've played your entire life. We play our entire life in pickup ball where you guard somebody one-on-one and you you stay up with them face-to-face and stuff like that but you're not guarding them inside their face or getting in their personal space or not looking necessarily on who's behind you that's what this UTEP basketball team does and and I yeah. get it it's going to happen where a team gets a back uh, backdoor screen or backcourt a uh, backdoor cut and and uh, blows past this defense but at the other point I do think that UTEP's defense could uh, improve and get better so yeah that's that's how I would compare the two right there Steven anything you want to add there Sal when you're trying um, to compare Golding and Terry I mean it's uh, I'm just going to be honest I don't think it's really fair to answer that question because we've only had uh, you know, three games worth of Joe Golding. And I, I think he's an excellent coach. He has the guys bought in. But um, I want to be able to answer this question when things aren't going well. How does he respond to uh, not only uh, the questions that John may ask, uh, but people on Twitter as well, you know, just people throughout the city. So I think, you know, we, we could kind of gauge it when, when that time comes. But just in terms of uh, that's where your uh, character goes, rather. But as far as style goes, a completely different style. You could tell that it's uh, not only a philosophy, but like a culture in a way of uh, of defense first i mean when you're able to hold the longhorns to i forgot the final score but i think it was something around 50 something points in the ncaa tournament a team that is red hot you know at that point in time you're able to have your defense turned it up that's something that fan uh utep fans and and basketball fans in el paso identify with that defensive brand of basketball and if he's able to continue that and the defense can get better um it's just gonna cause fits for whoever else is playing the minors and you know raise a lot of happiness for these minor fans so i but i I can't really answer that just yet but um, we'll see I think it's too early to tell. Yeah. I'm with you on that, Sal. Hey, we're going to take a timeout right now. When we come back, we're going to wrap things up. We're going to get to a phone call as well. And we are also going to give our awards today. It's our hot hand of the game brought to you by Wind Supply El Paso and our player of the game award brought to you by Keith Southwest. This is Minor Talk. You're listening to us on 600 ESPN El Paso presented by the Oscar Audi at the agency. We'll be right back after this.
Wind Supply El Paso is proud to team up with Champion Heating and Cooling to deliver the most unrivaled reliability, energy efficiency, and superior comfort you can count on. Wind Supply El Paso is the official distributor of Champion Heating and Cooling equipment for your home or business. If you own a home building or HVAC company, you need a reliable AC and furnace supply store. For more information on Champion equipment and an authorized dealer, contact us at 915-859-3817 and online at windsupplyelpaso.com. Words like history and tradition are used to describe the UTEP basketball team. With roots in El Paso, the Oscar Arrieta Agency is built on these principles too. At the Oscar Arrieta Agency, we are proud El Pasoans. With a trusted history for over 24 years in our community, trust us for your home, auto, or life insurance needs. Request a free proposal today at OscarArrietaAgency.com. Seven locations across El Paso from the west side to Fabens. The official insurance agent of the UTEP Miners. Go Miners! It's time to believe in El Paso. I'm Matt Keats from Keats Southwest. Our family opened Keats Manufacturing in Wheeling, Illinois in 1958. In 1994, we opened Keats Southwest, a trusted partner in manufacturing small metal stampings, wire forms, and assemblies. And today, we deliver the best precision metal components for business throughout the world, all made here in El Paso. Keats Southwest, strong in El Paso and El Paso strong. Learn more about Keats Southwest at KeatsSW.com. As you prepare to touch down in Dallas, you realize you've won the Dallas Cowboys touchdown flyaways. KLAQ presents free trips to every Dallas Cowboys home game. You could be flying away to Dallas with round trip airfare for two, game tickets, hotel plus $100 spending money. The Dallas Cowboys touchdown flyaways. Register now at all five comfort zone locations. All three Yes We Do Family Hair Centers. Legacy Wellness CBD. On Red Road. All seven Oscar Arrieta All-State Agency locations. Tortuga Sports Lounge. On Shadow Mountain. Chase the team. Northeast on Gateway South. And West. North Desert and Mesa. Upper Valley Urgent Care Center. Next to Adventure Zone. Taco Level Cops. On Zaragoza. Burger Bros. 9300 Acer. Off Fine Count and I-10. And Border City Ale House. 1506 Lee Trevino. Prescott. He runs to the pylon. He runs it in. Touchdown. The Dallas Cowboys touchdown flyaways. Sign up before December 9th to see the Cowboys host the Washington football team Sunday, December 26th. Celebrate with Miller Lite. The only beer of the Dallas Cowboys. Full details at KLAQ.com. Longhorn Distributing is where the pros shop for their cleaning and detail supplies and cleaning equipment for over 27 years. Howdy, Lauren Hodges, owner of Longhorn Distributing, inviting you to our store at 5516 East Paisano, just two blocks south of I-10, to see the wide variety of products on display. Most of our chemicals are concentrated, so you can adjust to your need to make the product and your money go farther. Check out our Hotsey pressure washers as well and other cleaning equipment, all on display at Longhorn Distributing in the middle of El Paso. Download the 600 ESPN El Paso mobile app now. Get all the latest in UTEP sports, UTEP athletic interviews, ESPN programming, and more. Touchdown! It's free, thanks to United Bank. All right, final segment, wrapping things up here on Minor Talk. If you'd like to duck in a call, now's the time to do it. 880-5763, that's a telephone number to get in. I'm joined by Sal Montes. He's screening the calls, sending tweets, answering phone calls, screening them, putting them on Minor Talk, doing everything behind the scenes and producing and making and uh, playing beats. Yeah, definitely. Does everything. This one's not mine, but it is a classic. Twenty-one Savage and J Cole. Can we just say it was yours? Because I like to be. I'm a lot. down. How many points did the miners score? A, a lot. lot. 
<laughs> I love it. Hey, let's go to the phones right now. 8805763 as we continue here on Minor Talk. We're presented by the Oscar Arieta Agency. Let's go to diehard Ivan. Let's do that again. Diehard minor fan Ivan, who's joining us next. Ivan, what's going on, my man? Now, hold on, man. Just supporting our program. What can we do? Sure, of course. What would you think of tonight's game? I, I thought they did good. The defense was good. Um, going through rotations, just trying to figure things out. But um, here we go. I, 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 I'm not as educated as you all about a, our new minor team, but um, I want to know what's uh, held over from those who have played before. We lost Bryson Williams. Uh-huh. That's and, right. And, um, yeah, and we kept relying on him to uh, be part of our team. And when he was off, when he was on, it didn't work out all the time. Now, how can we go forward? And I want to know more about these new minor players that are going to make an impact of their JC. I, and you all went through that earlier in your talk. The sure. JC players and the freshmen and the sophomores. And um, and what you expect from this team? Because when we beat Arizona State, I, 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 I think we beat them uh, last year or the year before that. Uh, we were high on this team. And uh, we've been high on minor basketball for a little bit. Are we going through a rotation process or a, or a rebuilding process or or can they actually uh do some noise in the conference usa this year yeah great questions all great questions there ivan and i appreciate it man thanks for uh calling us thanks for the interest in utep basketball uh for starters just so you can get a good refresher on this utep basketball team if you i'm just shameless plug if you want to go on our website 600 com, in our must read tab there's a story that's titled utep basketball preview that'll give you a good um you know overview on the program and make sure that you're caught up with everything when it comes to um you know this this basketball team when it comes to the returning players i expect sule boom and jamal Bienemy to lead the way when it comes to scoring i think jamal Bienemy is going to really take a step up this year uh overall i think he's going to be a great three-point shooter and i also think he's going to be more of a score first guard versus last year when he was more of a facilitator uh when it's up to sule boom i think you're you know what you're going to get with sule boom he's a double figure scorer night after night he could score points and get those buckets anytime he wants. That's his strength right there. Titus Verhoeven is the team's best interior defender and maybe best overall defender. I mean, he can guard one through five. He can block shots. And now we're starting to see him do a little bit more on the offensive side, which there never was a role for him before. Now, when we're talking about other returning players, I like Christian Agnew. I like Keontae Kennedy. Those two guys are pretty solid. The newcomers, they're they're totally unknown. We have no clue about these newcomers. We only know as much as these three games have shown us. Uh, we've seen the young guy in Kevin Kalu. He's a true freshman out of Baltimore. This guy averaged double digits, but also averaged 16 rebounds a game out in Baltimore and uh, that's what impresses me so much about him early on is this guy has a high motor he can rebound really well and he's also doing it on the offensive side scored six points today in UTEP's victory also um, some of the other newcomers Kezajifa he comes from France he's a point guard he's somebody who could be a backup you have Emmanuel White who redshirted last year he's somebody who can come off the bench and score for this team Bonky Maring was a double uh, double guy at 
Blinn College. He's somebody who started the first game, only played two minutes in the second game, and tonight you see a little bit more of Bonke in 19 minutes of action along with four steals. So he kind of does it on both ends where he's scoring nine points but also getting four steals. Alfred Hollins is from Oregon State. He brings experience. Um, Jamari Sibley is from Georgetown. He has four years of eligibility, and he can also score very athletic on both ends. Those are kind of the guys that you need to know there, Ivan. So, hey, I appreciate the phone call, man. Thanks for weighing in. Thanks for the interest. As far as where this team can go, Sal, I'll ask you that. I think um, this team can go as far as this team wants to go. I feel like, and that's another very cliche thing to say, (laughs) I also think that um, we still don't really know. I think this three-game stretch will tell us a little bit more about this team. Pacific, UC Riverside, and Florida A&M. If they win two out of those three games, that bodes very well for the Miners. If they sweep this... Hey, that gives them a lot of momentum heading into a very, very tough stretch to start off December. Yeah, you know what? There's a um, there's a bunch of things that that you find out about a team. One, when they're on the losing streak, what caused that losing streak? How do they respond during that losing streak? And then also um, when they're winning, can they sustain that? What is the reason why they lost the game that snapped the so-called winning streak? Right. So you said it best. We're going to find out a lot against Pacific. A, a true, true road test too. This one's a late game. <laughs> going to be. I mean, we talk about all the time how teams come to El Paso, whether they're from the Central or or Eastern Time Zone, and it's a late game here in El Paso. It, it's super late for the opposition, right? But the mine, the miners are kind of in that territory it's an eight o'clock kick uh tip off <laughs> almost said kickoff but there is football earlier that day or, or later on that day i'm sorry we have a bunch of games to to get to we but, got a million games yeah a million games right but um we're gonna find out a lot about this team especially because it's a late friday night game so i'm really interested to see how this team can can respond in that regard but also just being on the road too can they go on the road get their first uh really let's be real it would be their assuming they win the game it'll be their first win against the uh, division one opponent that's right yeah. this is a big game for them on the road they, they start things off in a big way pacific will be a big game for them to uh take on again they take on uc riverside and then florida a&m next week yeah definitely and that's something that could be said about um about a head coach how many head coaches i don't know this i'll have to look and if you know the answer please let me know but how many head coaches first win came on the road against a division one team yeah good point good point there sal adrian at enemy win three tweets us if terry is a better recruiter and golding is a better coach coach then we should expect UTEP to win 18 to 20 games this year since Golding is playing with Terry's recruits he's playing with house money hashtag minor talk Mm, interesting point there Adrian I would just combat it with by saying hey they lost Bryson Williams so um, when you're talking about playing with his recruits he's playing with um, Keontae Kennedy, Sule Boom Titus Verhoeven, Christian Agnew and uh, and who else am I missing there um Emmanuel White, Emmanuel White as as among you know those did guys we, who are returning. Did we mention JB? Oh, Jamal Bienemy. Yeah. There you go. So that's another one. So those are the guys that um, that Rodney Terry recruited to come here. I'll say this though, Adrian, and I know this f- facts. I, I just bottom line, I know this uh, this is factual. Joe Golding had to re-recruit these guys that he kept from Terry's squad. And you could argue, well, no, how many of those guys would have actually gone off and transferred to some place and actually had starting minutes? Yeah, it's a fair argument, too. And you might say, well, what other choice did these guys have? Sure, I, I get it. But at the same point, 
Joe Golding and these returnees had to work together to get to some point. Now, I'll, th- I'll throw this at you, Adrian, because I, I believe I-, I see where you're at, and I'm not I'm not trying to knock you down and saying that you're wrong. I'm just going to also say we're also going to have to judge Joe Golding on recruiting. We're going to have to judge all these guys that he brought into the mix this year, Bonky Maring, Alfred Hollins, um, of course, Jamari Sibley. We're going to have to judge those guys to see how they progress Kevin Kalu. We're going to have to see how those guys become better players on this UTEP basketball team moving forward. I think that's another big thing to watch as well. So um, we'll hold them accountable. I per- I predicted 17 wins this year for UTEP men's basketball. I think it's totally, mm-hmm. totally unpredictable to see where this team will end up, you know, when it's all said and done. Yeah, and kind of back to um, back to the recruits uh, or uh, Coach Terry's recruits under Golding, uh, you said it best because that's one of the first things that he, he said this in his presser, actually. He said he's going to uh, re-recruit the guys that are on the team now, and if they want to go somewhere else, he's going to help them out. Some left. Yeah, some left, and he's going to help those guys get to wherever it is that they want to get to. I mean, yeah, they don't have Bryson Williams, but Coach Golding allowed Williams to work out with the team. Yes, I, I, he practiced all offseason Exactly. With so this is a guy who really has, uh, in my opinion, so far the best interest of whoever he's around. They lost, okay, here are some of the guys they lost. Christian Sholin, he went to Portland State. They lost Bryson Williams, who went to Texas Tech. They lost Vuk Vulicic, who went to, I think it was UT, uh, UC Santa Barbara, or, or actually it was like uh, the University of San Diego. It was actually that school, something like that, I believe. Adam Hess, they lost him. F-E-O-D-G, they lost him to Troy. So, yeah, they lost a lot of guys from last year, and uh, I think that's also wor- worth it to note. They kind of lost half of their guys, and they kept half of their guys. Mm-hmm. But that's that's kind of how you can evaluate things right there. Yeah, definitely. I mean, this is just the day and age of college basketball. Yeah. Honestly. I'm with you on that. So let's get to some awards. We'll wrap things up. UTEP takes on Pacific. I predict a win. I think they beat Pacific on the road. Ooh. They're one and two on the okay. season. They lost to Hawaii at, um, earlier this week. I think they beat I think UTEP beats Pacific on the road and I think it's a big win for them. Yeah, I think UTEP's defense is really gonna be the key for that victory and a majority of the wins throughout the season. We're going to find out a lot about the offense, though. I mean, as great as the defense can be, uh, we still have a lot of questions for this offense. So let's see if they can find some efficiency, and this time and on the road, too. Okay, Sal, let's talk about our hot hand of the game. A lot of uh, potential yeah. um, you know, award recipients here. I'm going to go with the guy who started in this one who we didn't think would start. Kevin Kalou, six points, four rebounds, 16 minutes of action. I could have chosen, um, you know, somebody like Verhoeven, Sule Boom, or even uh, Jarrell Satterfield for what he did off the bench. But let's give it to Kevin Kalou, the big man, for uh, having a hot hand in the rebound margin, hot hand in the scoring margin when it came to just 16 minutes of action. Kevin Kalou, true freshman out of Baltimore, winning the um, hot hand of the game award. And that's spe- and uh, again, a special thanks to our friends at Wind Supply El Paso. Keep everyone warm, comfortable, and toasty this winter with a new champion furnace from Wind Supply El Paso. Wind Supply El Paso, the official supplier of champion heating and cooling products, and visit them online at WindSupplyElPaso.com. You good with that one, Sal? Yeah, I'm good. Uh, can I throw out some honorable mentions, though? 
Uh, Do it. A couple of honor- men- honorable mentions that I like tonight were uh, Bonky Marion, nice. guy who, who got nine points on four for six, but also four steals, very, four steals, literally hot hands, right? But then you, uh, the other guy that I was thinking of was also Alfred Hollins, a guy who got four rebounds and also uh, looking throughout the rest of the stat sheet, a block and a steal to his credit. So all over the floor and uh, also cracked double digits and was over 50%. So I like uh, that. Two, two good honorable mentions, but Kevin Kalu, just looking at the upside of this guy, it's incredible. Jamal Bienemy, player of the game, 15 points, 5 of 9 shooting, three uh, a trio of three-pointers in 23 minutes of action, had two rebounds today, had one assist. Jamal Bienemy, he's showing us week at, you know week in, week out, why he's getting better, why this is the new Jamal Bienemy. In the first half, had seven points. In the, in the second half, had eight points. This man is very balanced in his scoring efforts. I think we're going to get a lot more from Jamal Bienemy moving forward, and this award is brought to you by Keats Southwest. They deliver the best precision metal components for businesses throughout the world, all made here in El Paso. Learn more online at KeatsSouthwest.com. You good with JB as player of the game, back-to-back. Uh, um, yeah. Actually, no, no, no. He didn't win. game one. Yeah. He, he won mm-hmm. game one. So back-to-back home outings where he wins the player of the game. Yeah, I like it, and uh, I have a feeling we might see that a lot this year. It might be a, a, a fight uh, for who's the player of the game between JB and also Sule Boom. I'm with you on that one, Sal. Hey, appreciate all you do, Sal, and uh, we'll be right back in action Friday for Minor Talk, a late-night edition after Pacific, and then we'll follow that up with Minor Talk after UTEP football, which is Saturday, 2 o'clock kickoff against Rice, must-win game for the UTEP football team. For Sal Montes, I'm Adrian Broadus saying so long and thank you so much for listening to Minor Talk brought to you by the Oscar Arieta Agency only on 600 ESPN El Paso. You've been listening to Minor Talk presented by the Oscar Arieta Agency. Pick up a clear bag at any one of their seven locations across El Paso. If you missed any of Minor Talk, listen to the show on demand by downloading Minor Talk wherever you get your podcasts.